We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. RJ, how were you guys able to be so dominant through four quarters tonight? Uh, I think we just really played uh, as a team. I mean, a lot of guys had, had big numbers tonight. Everybody contributed in, in just a major way, so it was, it was fun tonight. Why were you, Jalen, and the entire team so successful from the three tonight? Uh, I think, you know, we just we were driving and kicking, you know, making the right plays, uh, high assist game for us. So, yeah, that was really it. You were so complete tonight. How do you feel like you're so effective on the court? I'm just, you know, I'm just playing, uh, just playing. My teammates, you know, they trusted me, organization trusted me. And, uh, you know, just having played with the kind of same guys for the past year, you know, we kind of know each other. Um, so it's just, it's been fun. Congratulations on the win. Thank you. Luke Stone, um, at rebounding, Mitch is better than you. At rebounding, Mitch is better than you, and he knows it. I like how Luke turned into Yoda on that super chat. Thank you. Uh, yeah, he is. He is better than you, and he does know it. Um, I'm, I, I am very excited to continue tracking um, how high up the uh, rebounding leaderboard Mitch can can get this year after this game. Uh, he is. Let's see here, he was flirting with top five. He's fourth. How about that? Mitchell Robinson, fourth in the NBA in rebounding, 12.4 rebounds a game. He, he's lapped the field in offensive rebounds. Um, but defensive, but total rebounds, Aiton's first, 13.3. Mitch is longtime rival. He always d- didn't like how Aiton surpassed him in that recruiting class and, and obviously was the first pick. He, I think he, he takes that personally. I wonder if that isn't motivating some of his rebounding. Uh, second, Sabonis, 13.2. Jokic, 12.9. And then Mitch... Uh, 12.4 nudged himself ahead of Gobert, Anthony Davis. Be cool if you made a, a run at the rebounding title. I don't know when's the last time Nick led league in rebounds. I feel like it's been a while. <laughs> Lots of missed shots. Yeah, that helps. Uh, Jessica with another one. Uh, oh, also another amazing monster performance from Mitch. We should all get Robinson jerseys. I haven't bought a jersey. In a very long time. If I was going to get a Nick jersey. Might be Mitch. I know I said Brunson's still my favorite Nick, but it might be Mitch. Mitch is coming for the title, by the way. Watching Mitch has been a pleasure this year. Leon C. 
Great to see the Knicks take care of business against a team they should beat. If they continue to play focused, the six and six goal should be achievable. It was a five and five goal. But I mean, really, um, here, pull up the pull up the old the old schedule. Um, because you could you could take it a little further. Because again, after 10 games, the 10th game is at Boston. Then at Atlanta, at Washington, at Charlotte, at Minnesota. Boy, oh boy, is Minnesota playing some fantastic basketball right now. They, I'm pretty sure they finished that one off. They were destroying the Pelicans um, earlier tonight. They're just playing elite, elite. Mostly two-way. I mean, it's kind of two-way basketball, but really just defensively. They're just uh, on, on another on another plane right now. Um, so that game is not going to be uh, a picnic. Yeah, they won by 21. Um, so that's going to be a tough game. I think going back to Atlanta will be a tough game. Washington at Washington at Charlotte. You should you know be able to get those. And then the homestand, Miami, Phoenix, Charlotte, Detroit. That, that homestand is actually not looking quite as intimidating maybe as it was before the season. Um, but then it's another long at Toronto, mid-season, in-season tournament games. Another with Toronto, and then it's a Western road trip at Utah, at Phoenix, at the Clippers, at the Lakers, at Brooklyn. I'm going through game 26 here, 27. Oh, and then, sorry, then two against Milwaukee at home. It's like, it's a really tough first 30 games. You know, um, it's a really tough first 30 games that I'm not saying like I'm signing for 15 and 15 after 30, but like, if if they're a couple of games over five, if they're like let's say four games over five hundred after thirty games, if they're eight, well, no, if they would be seventeen and thirteen, that'd be I I don't know I'm I'm happy to say that'd be freaking great. Off schedule, off schedule. Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? It has been so cool to watch Mitch and IQ grow up. I think IQ's growth has been more consistent. Um, he was the tw- I. So this is gonna sound weird. He was the twenty fifth pick. Mitch was the thirty whatever pick, fifth, thirty third, thirty fourth, thirty fifth, something like that. Um, quickly has been more surprising because even though Mitch fell that far in the draft, coming out like he was a top ten talent. Everybody knew he was a top ten talent. The reasons he fell to the second round had nothing to do with talent. So when Mitch came out and like from basically his opening game as a rookie looked like he was a like could be a big time NBA player. It was like, okay, well that's that makes that makes sense. Quickly was like a guy who was projected to be a second round pick and they took him at the end of the first round. So they've both been surprising in different ways. Um I think Mitch is overall though, like for Mitch to just become this level of consistent player, it's been, I just didn't see it coming. All right. We got a couple coming up here, I think, from our buddy Hush. There was this, yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, although we had a bad offensive game, the guy is an absurd, absurd. His paint presence on defense alone really stood out. But for now, let's go Knicks. Also, Watching RJ pass the ball like he has is still hush. Also, watching RJ pass the ball like he has this year has just been such a joy to watch. I'm literally smiling ear to ear when he makes the right read. Me too. Me too. Also, the Spurs probably saw this game as an IQ tryout. Wouldn't be surprised if they were the ones to offer him big money. Such a great talent. So let me take both of those 
Uh, talking about RJ's paint presence, absolutely. That's always been the gift of RJ. He always puts pressure on the rim, and that's why it was such, I don't know if it was a stroke of genius or a stroke of luck, but pairing him with Mitchell Robinson, for as much as we have at times lamented RJ Barrett having to operate with a clogged paint, I have always felt that the benefits outweigh the drawbacks in terms of pairing him with Mitch to clean up the glass, to give him a lob outlet, um, to set screens. Mitch could finally set good screens, setting crazy good screens for Julius Randle on those pick and rolls. Now another area that Mitch has gotten better. Um, and so, yeah, great, great job by RJ there. As far as the IQ part, uh, shout out to Keith Smith, friend of the pod. Keith Smith does his work with the cap and really breaking down the cap and, um, salary cap implications and so on and so forth in a way that is both ultra detailed and easily consumable and easily understandable. If you're not a cap nerd is second to none. He had a great article today projecting forward. Um, and this is not like, I, I'm not going to name any names. There are other sites that put out like cap space projections. They're all bullshit. Read Keith Smith for cap space projections. Cause he knows what he's talking about and he knows what it's likely to be. He had the Spurs at 18 million and it could they and he noted they could operate as an over the cap team because they have some some optionality there. But like the path for them to get the the money to make that big kind of offer to quickly. I mean, it's there. I'm sure it's there for them. But like as of now, it's not a certainty that they are going to have that money. The teams that look like they're going to have that level of money, I think it's Orlando, Detroit, and um, and and Philly. Obviously, Philly. I don't see the fit with with Maxi. I know they're best friends. Uh, Detroit. I mean, they weren't willing to make the big offer sheet to Camp Johnson last summer. Now they're going to do it to quickly. Who RV? Uh, it, it, like they're already bringing Jaden Ivy off the bench, which then leaves Orlando, which is like okay, I. You know they've they've kind of invested a lot in Markel Fultz. You know what? Where is he at after this year? Do do they see quickly as the perfect fit alongside their, you know, those two forwards with with you know all star slash all NBA upside? I don't know. Um, maybe San Antonio maneuvers, and they're the team, or maybe more likely, if I'm putting my money on it, it's not going to be any team. There's not going to be any team that makes him a big offer sheet because the Knicks and him will, if he's still on the team and there's no trade, they're going to work. They're going to work. They'll work something out. Juanon. What's going on, Juanon? Mitch's pregame Porzingis bowl bowl women Yama comment is 100 times funnier after the game. Salute to ESPN for acknowledging our dominance at the five for a full 48 minutes. Best center combo since Ewing and... <laughs> <laughs> and Herb, uh, shout out Herb Williams. <clears throat> I thought the broad. I w- it made me so happy listening to the broadcast tonight. As will surprise absolutely no one who listens to me ever. I love Ubi Brown. I I still have Jeff. Uh, obviously, Jeff and Gundy is my favorite partner to to Mike Breen. Ubi's right there. Um. UB, no, I mean, he's just, I, I, I know like the UBisms. I, I just, so, but yeah, they were, they were on top of it and it was, it was driven by Bream, but it was backed up 
by UB, as Andrew puts in the chat. I am 75 years old. Yes, I am. Um, UB's just so smart and he's so insightful and he makes it engaging and he still knows the game so well. Uh, to have those two guys uh, together. And yeah, they give credit where credit was due, as they should have. And that's the difference between Breen and pretty much everybody else working. And that's not a Knicks thing either. That's not because, like, Breen, like, he's, he's that well, re- he's well researched on every team, obviously, and he calls it like it is, even if it's not one of the talking points that he's supposed to hit. CJ Cervantes, RJ. Not a very good. I, I'll, I'll work on my tip some more. Also, shout out Jeremy, my season ticket seat neighbor. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think Jeremy was at the game tonight, if I recall correctly. Keith, what's going on, my man? How are you? Games like this, when we're truly clicking, show me how many options we really do have. It's what we it's what we talked about all preseason. If this team is going to exceed expectations, it's going to be, be because they could just throw more at you than any other team in the league. Or they could throw more at you more consistently than any team in the league. Um, RJ looks locked in. Jumper looks super clean. It's crazy how good the three looks coming off his hand right now. Fucking wild. Um, how blessed are we to have both Mitch and iHeart shouts to KFS? Thank you. You're always so kind, Keith. Seriously. Um, yeah, we are blessed to have good. I mean, it's not that we're blessed to have good. We are blessed to have good centers, but like give the front office credit. Like I remember when there were idiots out there. Hi, everybody. I'm talking about myself, by the way, for, if that wasn't clear. Who, during the god-awful 21-22 season, as we were approaching Mitch's unrestricted free agency, and rumors came out that like Detroit was like kicking the tires, I remember being critical of, like, well, what was the front office asking for? You know, could we have gotten, you know, some, 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 mid, like a, a first round pick, even if it was like highly protected or whatever, like, why didn't they do more due diligence on what, you know, I, I question, not that I, why didn't they like, I question whether they did their due diligence on like testing the market for Mitch because at the time, I, not that I was, I certainly wasn't out on Mitch, but I was like, we know what the guy is. He's never, I, I didn't believe that there was ever going to be a level of consistency that he would find that would make him the sort of center who you could be like, that's a starting center on a title team. And now Look, I still think you need to pivot. And this is nothing against iHeart. It has nothing to do with iHeart. It's just like, I wonder if in the NBA you could win today only having guys that do certain things at the center position. I, I, part of me thinks you need a little bit more flexibility there. Then again, maybe you don't. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting conversation moving forward. Anyway, uh, but the team didn't do that. The team remained committed to Mitch. I think that's part front office. I think that's part Tibbs. And then they went out and they went out and got Isaiah Hardenstein. And there was a lot of criticism, not of that move. Well, there was some criticism of the move when iHeart was not um, healthy at the beginning for first half of last year, but also criticism of the move throughout last season. Cause like you got this guy and you're not using him the right way. Well, slowly but surely they're letting him cook a little bit more. Um, we saw him cook tonight. So, you know, had a uh, hit a shot over one Minyama. How about them apples? You know? So, Pretty cool. Danny Gardner, what's going on, Danny? Uh, the Brunson RJ pick and roll 
from last year in the fourth quarter where RJ caught it and immediately fired a cross guard pass that was swung for a three. Couldn't believe my eyes. Um, I want to go back and rewatch it now because I, I the one you're talking about, they they made a lot of good passes. Maybe it's just because I'm becoming so spoiled by how many good passes they are uh, they are making. But like specifically the cross court stuff that you're talking about and the swinging to the opposite side and just maintaining the advantages, right? Maintain the advantage. Maintain the advantage. It helps when the three point shots go down, and I. I have to believe the twos, they will get better from two. I understand how teams are guarding them now. They're going to get better from two point range. I actually want to go ahead and look up if, if we have uh, updated stats as far as uh, two point shots league wide. I'll, I'll, I'll do that, but yeah, it's great. It's absolutely fantastic how they're playing and uh, I hope they keep it up. Yeah. Two point field goals right now uh, after this is, so this was after seven games. So that going into this game on twos, the Knicks were hitting 45.8% on twos. Um, not only is that last, the the next worst team was the Blazers at 49.4%. So again, the Knicks went into this game last by a mile in terms of two-point shooting. And then tonight in this game, they were 45%, 45.2% from two. And 46% overall, which tells you they only shot about 40, uh, 47% maybe from two tonight. Like, that's not great, you know? Like, they, 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 um, the passing has been, I'm just going on this diatribe because I like you, I love the passing, but I feel like if they're not hitting their threes, they have not been able to benefit from it as much as they should. And, I mean, the answer is teams are guarding you because they're giving you the three. Got to keep taking the threes. Got to make the threes. That's really what it comes down to. But yeah, got to pass the ball around too. Anthony Six, though. What's going on, Anthony? Kind of under the radar. Thank you for the generous contribution. But seems like a minor step back in Grimes' confidence finding his spots. Notice anything different to his approach. Also, Mr. Mitchell Robinson for president. Hashtag Wemban Yana. Points for creativity there. Um, no, no, I, I think. Look, I think there was talk about finding Grimes a defined number of shots in every game this year, come hell or high water. Uh, and so I kind of basically bringing him to like Quickly's level of usage or something close to that. And that hasn't been the case. And he's been more of like, if the ball finds you and you're open, you're going to shoot it like Milwaukee. He, take, he took 10 threes in Milwaukee tonight. He took four threes because the ball found other guys. I don't, put that on Grimes. I don't think it's a reflective reflective of Grimes confidence. I think it's reflective of the fact that like this offense is going to go through the four guys that handle the ball and they're not going to make it a point to get any other one player, a certain number of shots. Like it's good. They're just going to read the game and wherever the, the game dictates they pass to, they pass to, um, 
with the possible exception of Mitch, because it did look like they were looking for Mitch tonight, but that could be its own thing. Thanks, Anthony. Jibo, please tell me how RJ's defense has improved so much. I don't know if you're asking that as far as like, I think you're asking that like, how, how did it happen? I'll, I'll steal from the great Fred Katz on today's pod where he was like, what happened to RJ defensively last year was really confusing. I don't have an answer. I don't know of anybody that has an answer. He was a decent defender to a good defender at times over his first three years. And then he just became a bad defender. And now he's a good defender again. I have no idea. I I couldn't even wager a guess. I would never say any. I would not wager a guess because I it could be the most ridiculous thing in the world. I don't even have one. I generally I don't even have guess. It's a good question though. Huber then I think JB is stuck between facilitating and scoring. So I think that was my thing early in the year. But I think over basically starting with the Milwaukee game, I think he was kind of like, F this, I'm going to play my way. And like, I think he was kind of going for it in this, in that sense, in the Clipper game and in this game. Like he took a lot of, he took 12 or 11 or 12, whatever it was, th- uh, two point shot. Or no, maybe it was nine, whatever. He was going for a lot of twos tonight, right? And he was working the defense. He was getting to his spots, the whole thing. And he was just kind of missing. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, you might be right. You might be right. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not worried. Not worried. Thanks, Goober. Dom, what's going on, Dom Cappuccini? Love the win, but I still hate the double lettering. <laughs> He's talking about the uniforms. I thought they looked fine. I like the court more than the uniforms. I thought the uniforms looked fine. I like the black. I don't mind the pinstripes. It's just, I don't know. It's disappointing because I love that black is back. Yeah, Spurs are fast. I, um, I would hope they play fast. They have every reason to play fast. Why, why, why would you not play fast if you were the Spurs? Like, get out there, do your thing. Um, we'll see what comes of it. If if they if they end up doing any better throughout the course of this year, um, I think that I I kind of wish I had taken the Spurs under at this point. Like they'll get some wins, but I they're young. They are young, and shows. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about AG1. Going into this season, I decided it was time to make a change. My digestion didn't feel its best. I felt sluggish, stressed, didn't feel as focused, and knew I needed to do something different. So I decided to give AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, and I hated taking pills or vitamins. Well, when I started drinking AG1 daily, not only could I see a difference in my daily health, but I finally had energy and noticed how much more relaxed and focused I was. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs, such as gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to evaluate your baseline health. Fun fact, I recommended AG1 to all my friends, family, and Mrs. Claudio. We drink AG1 first thing in the morning to make sure we have the energy needed to take on a busy day. There's no debate, AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash filmschool. That's drink. That's drinkag1.com slash filmschool. Check it out. Uh... The Knicks Take Podcast. Uh, oh, this is Josso focused. Okay, cool. Yeah. Went to the game, John, after the Knicks went up 11-0 or something like that. It was 13-0. I called game. Spurs can't take a punch to the mouth. I I got it. It's funny how often I disagree. I love that you bring so much energy and you're so, you have so much conviction in your takes. And yet I find myself disagreeing with you a lot. <laughs> I don't think they're bad takes. I just find myself on a different side of, a, of it. I think the defining characteristic of the Spurs right now, other than Wemby and the fact that they play fast, is they don't give up. And I think they, you know, they came back on the Suns. Um, I, I thought they, I actually really respected how they kept pushing back. They couldn't hit a three, and they couldn't take care of the ball. I, I don't, I know the Knicks had seven steals. I want to say how many turnovers did the Spurs have? Spurs had thirteen turnovers. So like. Not a huge amount, but it, it you, you felt it, I think. Because um, some of them were just bad turnovers. Um, they can't get to the line, really. Shots on free throws late, but not really. So, yeah, I, I kind of... I know. I, I don't know. I, I disagree with you. I think they I, I, they responded admirably. I'd be proud tonight if I were a Spurs fan. Yeah. So, shout out to Josso Focus, who I met after you left the watch party on Friday oh, nice. night. So shout out to Ja. Um, while I, I do agree with John that the Spurs valiantly came back to never cut it under double digits, but to make it uh, they almost covered a couple times. Um, what was the spread? 10. At game oh. time, it was 10. I think it moved to 9 when Vassell was announced to be playing. Uh, but to ag- agree the other way with Josso focused on the watch along, with Mensa and XJ uh, at five, nothing. I was like, I think they got this. I, I also thought they had it at 13, nothing. I was like, thank God this is going to be one of those games. Mm -hmm. That said, I thought the Spurs, like they made me like when it got down to 14, Mm -hmm. both at halftime and in the fourth quarter, I was like, shit, which is why the effort, the valiant effort is commended. 
there was no it, it would have had to got under 10 for me to actually we were doing trivia when they were making that run in the fourth quarter. I was not terrified that this young team was going to come back on this very disciplined Tom Thibodeau team. Jonathan, listen, why do you hate my head coach? <laughs> it was 14. And then they had, they could have tied it mm-hmm. or not tied. They, they, they could have got to 12 and then Julius Randall hit a three mm-hmm. to put him back up by 17, 17. Yeah. Um, and then, RJ passed it to great pass to Julius for from RJ for a dunk after a steal. I'm not sure who got that steal. It looked like it was RJ was in the area. I'm not sure if they credited him with the steal. That three felt freaking big. It felt big in the sense of we can go back to tri- trivia and not have to worry about. A, but like, I know what you're saying because of ghosts of Nick's collapse past. It's I, not even it's I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want, I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue. No, you're good. I just, I don't, I didn't, I, there was no moment I actually feared that they were going to blow this game. But to your point, valiant effort by the Spurs to not completely fold, especially after losing by 40 points the other night. Here's my view. It doesn't matter what teams are involved. It used to be that like if you had a 15 point lead once upon a time back when, you know, dinosaurs roamed the earth and I, first remember watching basketball mm-hmm. it was like if you had a 15 or 20 point lead like the there the comeback was not complete until the other team tied it or maybe got within two now to me if you have a big lead in the nba 20 25 tonight it was 30 if the other team gets it to single digits it is all to me it's like a tie game or a, it might as well be a tie game because of the the three point shot because once it's single digits then it's like Oh, they just nailed two threes in a row. Now it's a one possession game and it's essentially the lead is gone. I agree. It never got to single digits is my point. Yes, but we were, that's someone who was at the line with a chance to cut it to 12, which is one best possession away from single digits. That's we, 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 we do I, this I, sometimes where we we're do. Great. I, I'm telling you, I, there was never a moment tonight. If it had gotten to nine, if that had happened, they had cut it to 12 and then hit it three. I'd be like, oh, okay, this is a basketball game now. I agree with the premise. It never got there, is my point. I felt the Knicks were in control most of the night, if not all of the night. When Vassell, I think it was, it wasn't Vassell, sorry, it was, it was, um, Elvin Johnson went to the line, the chance to cut it to 12. That, my, that, the pit mm-hmm. in the stomach went up. That was the only time it went up a little, little high. This is why you need to relax and this you need to get more AG1 inside of you. And here we go. A I bit of a, to drink it. a run on AG1. First up, Jasso Focus. Jasso Focus. Star, hashtag Star J. Sorry, posted from the wrong account before. Love you guys. Hashtag last one. For those who weren't here earlier in the show, we're doing a drinking game. Anytime someone mentions Star J, yeah. we are taking a shot of AG1, which is athletic greens, which is good for you and it gives you energy. And uh, we take it with our respective significant others every morning. And it gives us the kick to uh, take on a busy day and a busy schedule. Um, you can try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash film school and uh, take advantage of what they've got for you. 
uh, ignore the most important part. It tastes good. I want to keep tricky because yes, and you can like even if you're like not crazy about the taste, you can spike it with something with like you said lemon juice. I have Red Bull in mine. Lime juice, but whatever lemon lime juice. There's there's a difference. Lemon and lime. Yeah. Okay. I guess I, don't have a, I guess I don't have a lot of lemon or lime. Anyway, Rowan Beckford soon, uh, Sr. Go ahead, John. Rowan Sr. Hey, John. Star J and I heart. Oh, boy. Good things on the way. Mm. Next up. Anthony Sixto. Star J, 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 Star J. Okay. Next up. Star J, now drink, fellas. It's from Dom Cappuccini. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Dom. Then Josh, so focused. I'm out. I, I, got I, can the- pour, I can pour water in here and, and get uh, get some of the remnants. Okay. Josh, so focused. Okay, last one for real. Ask this question on your sub, sub stack, John. I apologize uh, if I missed it. It sounds like I probably missed it. What's the bad RJ game this season? Oh, no, I responded to you. Uh, every Nick not named Hardenstein has at least one. Uh, no, he hasn't had a bad game this season. I think this is in response to what I said after the last game, which is that I thought Mitch was the best Nick this season, and Ja, I think, was arguing that RJ's been the best Nick. I just think Mitch has reached higher highs for me. But you, reasonable minds could disagree. I mean, what's the bad Star J game? See, I put some more water. Let's, now I'm back. We've worried you up. There you go. Next up. It's even good when it's a little bit more watered down. Uh, Sam Garcia's dad. I loved hearing you be hand out flowers to our Knicks. Star J's maturity and basketball IQ stood out to me. Again, I love hearing you give out. I mean, and he coached this team for parts of five years. He did. One of the one of the longest tenures in Knicks coaching history. Um, didn't do my shot yet. Maturity, yes. Ball basketball IQ. I, I, I'll say this again. That's what that was always probably the most frustrating part to me is you knew the basketball IQ was there. You knew it was there and it felt like he wasn't utilizing it to the fullest. Now he is. Sam Garcia's dad, not to mention Star J's threes. Hashtag no superstar trade needed. I know what I what I meant to look up. What? As I do my shot of AG1. So League-wide three-point percentage is tough because there are guys that like have taken a like a fraction of a shot. Um, but if you're going on, so RJ, so I hate that you can't sort this stuff anymore. Um, RJ now from three after tonight. What do you think he's shooting, Andrew? I I know it, so you can't ask me. Oh, you do. Yeah, because the next super chat is from Jasso Focused. Okay, this is really the last one. Star J effective field goal update. Shout out to Frank from Patreon. Um, if you know, you know. I believe his effective field goal percentage is at fifty-five because he's shooting forty-seven percent from three this season. So here are the play. So RJ is currently attempting five point seven three point attempts per game. And he, as you just said, he's hitting them at 47.1%. Here are the players that are, and I'm going to go in like reverse order of attempts. Here are the players that are shooting more threes per game and are hitting them at a higher clip than RJ Barrett. Um, 
Alec Burks. Of course. Hey. <laughs> of course, Alec Burks is hitting um, 53.8% of his threes. That is not a, a misprint or a mis- misstatement by me. Only played four games, though, which is notable. Grant Williams is hitting 54.3% of 6.6 threes per game. Um, and then after that, Steph Curry. Oh, wow. So that's 47.5% on 12.4 threes per game. So if you if you combine the volume with the accuracy, if you're just combining volume with accuracy, you could say that RJ Barrett is it and at the very least one of the 10 best three-point shooters in the league. Now, degree of difficulty, like Steph will like will take more difficult threes tonight than RJ will this season. Like, so it's it's not apples to apples. But um, like really difficult, like threes. Uh, but like for his role, for what he's doing, I'm just a little worried because like this is going to come back down to earth. He's not going to shoot 47 percent for real year. Um, it's can the other stuff carry over? And I think it will. Dom Cappuccini with another one. I knew it was going to be special when I heard cream before tip cream. Shout out to the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, you know this now. No sleepy Sunday afternoon shenanigans. We got this. Get three. Mm. I, it's important for them to like this Charlotte team was has looked spunky at times this year. They got their ass kicked by Washington tonight. Don't fuck around. Don't thank you. Like when it's a noon matinee for the road team, like they're trying to, they're probably getting in late Saturday night, having dinner in the city or they're going out on Sunday night. Like take care of business. You know, that's the Knicks home court advantage. A Sunday matinee should be a win. It should be easy win. Colin Gick, what's going on, Colin? Need to say this: Mitch will make more than thirteen million dollars. Will make less than thirteen million dollars in the two thousand twenty-five twenty-six season. And why is that particularly notable? Because the cap continues to go up, and his um, salary continues to go down. Great contract, Danny Gardner. IQ and RJ's passing growth have diversified the offense. Yes, they have. And yet, I do want to point something out. I like both of those guys better when they are alongside New York's nominal stars. I feel like because again, there were moments tonight with the backup unit with RJ and IQ and the and Harden, DiVincenzo and, and Hardenstein. Stein, um, where I'm like, I feel like it, it, it could be lacking sometimes. Uh, Andrew, I don't know if you feel the same way, um, but like when Brunson's out there, deflect, you know, garnering attention, when Randall's out there, garnering attention, and then quickly or RJ, and tonight it was for a while, it was quickly and RJ out there with Brunson and Randall. Um, I mean, that to me is there. Like, that's a, I, I understand it's four mouths to feed. It's their best lineup. You know? It's the lineup we all wanted to see in closing time on on the the Milwaukee game, which what Emmanuel quickly brings. The way he's able to complement any player on this roster really is is part of his value, you know? Yep. So Hush Sue, RJ most approved player odds this year, uh, if he keeps this up. Or not, I don't know if he meant to write odds and wrote nods, but like 
It, will he be in the running for most improved player if he keeps this up? Like, Absolutely, if he keeps this up. Coming from where he came from, I mean, he'd, he'd really need to at least be in the all-star conversation. If he keeps playing like that, Okay, the context is if he keeps this up, if he's shooting 47% well, from three and averaging 20, but that's what the that's what the context is. Can we make okay? Let's make it the effective field goal percentage or the efficiency, whatever you want to grade it, you know, true shooting, whatever you want to grade it as, stays roughly the same as it is now. Maybe it goes mm-hmm. down a little bit. Three-point shooting goes down, two-point shooting goes up, but the efficiency is roughly what it is now. Everything else stays the same. Can he win it? No, I don't think he win it. Could he be? Could he get? Could we? Can he get in those year-end conversations? Could he get votes? Sure. I, I. Then again, like, who's the leader in the clubhouse right now? Because like last season, like, think about this: the Randall season, he was like within the, by this time, he was already like, oh, it's his award to lose. The. Uh... I made the bet around this time, so it wasn't he wasn't okay, a front but runner. like but to your point, like, it was very clear it was that's what sparked the idea to yes. even pursue a Julius Randle bet. Yes. Last year with marketing. Very, very that was early. Obvious. That was like game three. Yeah. That was exactly it was like game three, game four. This year I it's Maxi. I was gonna say uh, Edwards. Anthony Edwards. If Maxie's the second best player on the one seed in the East, he's going to win it. He's not going to be the one seed. I don't think he's going to be the one seed. They're currently the one seed. Again, we're overreacting to this sample, right? They just beat Boston tonight. So, like, so, like, Anthony Edwards was an an all-star last season? I think he was. Yes, he was. Okay. So, like, when you go, when you're an all-star injury replacement level player, you have to go to, like, top six, top seven MVP Mm -hmm. voter vote to get most improved for Maxi, he wasn't even an all-star yet so for him if he like if he makes all nba he's gonna win it but even if he makes all-star you're right you're probably right about that you're probably right about that i i still i'm still holding my Cade most improved stock i'm not giving that up yet um and the only other guy i'll note is i do think halliburton's gonna find his way into Oh yeah, prominently yeah especially if they have the the offensive rating that they end up with if that continues, you know, if their offense is that elite and he's the the engine of it, that's that's in play. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, far and away leading league in assists. He's yeah, averaging twenty four points a game, so pretty good. Uh, RJ team, are Spurs going to throw the bag quickly this summer? I again, we talked about it earlier. I don't think they are necessarily going to have that kind of cap room, but we'll see. And if you know. listen to the pregame show, not even on their radar, so don't worry about it. I started the pregame show. That I wasn't at you. That was at RJ team. No, but I wanted to say, I listened to the first 15 minutes and loved it. And then I had to go do things. Um, Danny yeah, Gardner, for what it's worth, I think JB started one for seven in this game. I think he did too. Really picked it up and looked more like himself from uh, late second quarter on. The hitting three threes in like a two minute span certainly helped um, or whatever it was. Uh, but yeah, he looked better. But I, 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 I maybe I just got to the point watching him last year where I, I expect him to make like 70% of twos, which again, that's not the case. He didn't make that last year. It was, it was a much lower effective field goal percentage than his last year in Dallas. Um, but yeah, 
Three more. Cool. Jocelyn Focus. I agree, John. Spurs fought admirably. I wanted to nap in the garden tonight after the first quarter and every quarter since. I love blowouts. I don't need close close games. Blowouts are happy. Happy time for me. Rowan Sr., didn't you be sound happy with the state of the Knicks? Yeah. I don't think he has any reason to dislike the Knicks. I think like I think like a, most NBA people, I would I would guess that they kind of feel like the league is better when the Knicks are good and like they're happy for Knicks fans because they know there's so many of them and they know we're diehards and we've gone through it. So yeah, not surprised. Last one. And Kevin Danishevsky missed the game, but saw Monica McNutt on the way back home. Well, that's very nice. Shout out to Monica. I hear that Himmanuel Quick is still Himmanuel and star Jay Barrett is making me eat my words. All right, finish it off. I finished it already. Oh, you're you're really finishing it off. Okay. Um this was great. Uh thank you everybody for tuning into another uh Next Full School post game show. Uh if you dig the show, do all the things that you do to support things that you like. Uh subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the video, uh subscribe to the podcast, give a five star rating, give a review. Uh whisper sweet nothings uh, into Andrew Claudio's DMs. Whatever floats your boat. Uh, thank you, Andrew. And what do we got next? What's coming up? We got some... There's no games until Sunday. Casual Friday will air on Friday morning, of course. Um, KFS Study Hall, a big announcement on that show. Not like on the show when you listen, which you should listen if you can and join live but something about that show and the not too distant future. So stay tuned. And I've got a pregame pod that I'm recording Saturday for Sunday morning at midnight. And then hopefully a, 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 a post game show after a third straight win against the Charlotte Hornets. Um, so that's, that's the next couple of days. Uh, and uh, for those who are interested, John and I are recording a Patreon pod oh, yeah. as well about Tomorrow. the NBA at large. I think it's time for the first power rankings. If we're going to officially overreact, um, to, to, to the season. So we, we might go fit. one through 30. So that, that preview will be available, but more than anything, uh, shout out to the fine folks over at AG one for sponsoring this episode. Thanks everybody. Spring is in the air at Littleton coin company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.